One way I've heard it explained is that in South America, there were not a lot of Jews, but there were a lot of communists. And so we see what kind of became true everywhere is that is that this this uh, basically assault on Jews became. I mean, obviously the antis or the Nazis were extremely anti-communist, but the anti-communism really became you know first and foremost the the goal of the post-war Nazis and. Um, a lot of these guys sort of integrated with like, uh, I know you've written about the World, World Anti-Communist League um, and organizations such as that as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and it wasn't just, you know, the German Nazis that were fleeing either. Yeah. I mean, you ended up with a lot of the Quislings. Um, I know there was actually, I believe, a pretty big colony of um, French collaborators, if I remember correctly, that had been set up in Argentina uh, in the aftermath of the war. So, I mean, there were a lot of these, you know, I mean, former quote-unquote former fascist Nazis, I mean, wandering around there. And uh, I mean, in the case of, you know, again, the French, it wasn't even necessarily the anti-Semiticism that was a driving factor. I mean, the French fascist movements had really just kind of embraced that more to appease the Germans, um, you know, in the mm -hmm. aftermath of the, or I mean, after they had been defeated. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, their kind of pretext had always been anti-communism from the beginning. So yeah. at some extent that became more prevalent, uh, especially when, you know, obviously just the German racial policies and so forth were just simply untenable in the post-war years. So, you know, you needed something to rally the troops around. Yeah, and you can be racist in South America. You just have to have a more uh, diverse view of racism. Jeffrey Epstein.